you know, Pierce, I really like you. And I sometimes feel you, you fall for Andrew's little traps. And it's, it's really wonderful to watch. In today's video, we're going to be breaking down Tristan Tate's interview with Piers Morgan. We're going to be talking about his relationship with his brother, questions on his relationship with his father, and other interesting things which I think both Piers Morgan did well and also less well. Can't wait to get into it. In the BBC report of the prosecution files, the quote you were saying about the women who worked on your webcam business, I'm going to slave these bitches. I'm going to make them work even more hours and hours and hours. I work these bitches like slaves, slave work, minimum 10 or 12 hours a day. That is not true at all. So You never what, said that? Uh, no. Or you we, said it sarcastically? No, I didn't say it sarcastically at all. That is about my ex-girlfriend cleaning my house. So what you have to understand is when you go through a man's phone, you have four years and hundreds of thousands, millions of messages to everyone he's ever spoken to. Now, this is about human trafficking, my, my um, accusation. So anyone coerced, anyone forced, anyone tied up, anyone kidnapped, anyone sold, anyone moved, none of that is in any of my WhatsApp conversations. But DCOT and the prosecutor essentially can eliminate parts of the conversation that he says are not relevant. Now, if you look at the timings between the messages on all these conversations that look very bad, he's deleting various things, a lot of LOLs and a lot of ha-has, because believe me, if you were to read mine and my brother's conversations, even right now, you could probably accuse me of conspiracy to commit murder because of this. You know, I think that's a very interesting point, and I think it's a point worthy of note is that Tristan Tate is talking about, well, okay, all of these charges put against me have been put through my entire chat history and then have been cut out. And in some sense, you understand how it could be cut out, because, of course, if they're going to go through like four million different texts over the last six or seven years, of course, I have to cut stuff out. But, of course, as, as we all know, as people of critical thinking, it's very important to contextualize things and understand the, the context and the tone in which one is presenting things, especially on text, because even when you have the context, sometimes it's very difficult to text well. Everyone who's texted people, especially a significant other, probably would have gotten into some altercation over something which was completely unnecessary or not mean. That's not the way I meant it. No, but I'd ask a different question. Yes. I would say when your daughter grows up, yes. how would you like it if another man spoke about your daughter by saying, I'm going to slave the bitch, I'm going to make her work even more hours and hours, I work this bitch like a slave. If, if someone said that and yes. you saw it, actually in a message they sent about your daughter, how would you feel? Well, that's not the best message to have sent. And, you know, there's lots of... So you regret it? Mm, I regret that You either regret it or you don't. No, I don't. I regret that it became public because, you know, the way men speak to each other, if I were to go through all of your WhatsApp messages, I don't know what I'd find. And I also you wouldn't don't mind know, if, if a man spoke about... You know, I have to say, I think this is a place where I think Tristan Tate does way better than Andrew Tate. You can see his eyes, expressions. He's not wearing sunglasses. You can see what he, he is. He does, I think, regret it in some sense that it's become public. But at the same time, he's also holding his own by saying, well, you know what? Yes. It was probably quite stupid for me to say that now that it's come public. But when I send the message in that mode, I don't expect people to see it. For example, if people look at my text, you would find problematic stuff in there. If you completely threw everything out of out of proportion or out of context. And if you were going to try to say, well, OK, do I regret texting that now that I've known in hindsight that everyone in the world is going to see it out of context? Then, well, yes, I'm going to regret it. I also do like peers for here by really pushing Tristan by saying, well, actually, what do you really mean by this? And well, well, OK. In your situation, would you want someone talking about your daughter like that? And, and and that's a good question. And I think Tristan is also recognizing that perhaps he probably wouldn't want someone to talk about his daughter like that. But at the same time, he recognizes that as men or even people in a, in a private chat group, things which are somewhat ridiculous or unsensitive will be said because they're only meant in the context between you and the lad that you're texting. Jail was held every single day. But the moment we got that phone call saying a judge who's now seen the evidence that they've mm -hmm. allegedly raised against you um, has decided to, to release you. I was very happy for the experience. I'm very happy I spent three months living in those conditions. What did you find out about yourself? I didn't find out anything new. I feel like it was my opportunity to show to myself and to my brother and to the world that I am the man who I say I am. I always preach being mentally strong, physically strong, 
uh, you know, I put on this tough guy persona, but I don't think he's a tough guy persona because if I can survive three months in a Romanian prison without incident, without tears, without being upset. You didn't shed any tears? I did not in jail. Um, did you know that Andrew had? I believe that Andrew's tears were tears of anger. He was more angry than I was. Whereas me and Andrew are very balanced. We have a very balanced relationship. We keep each other in check. When he's angry, I calm him down. When I'm angry, he calms me down. I believe Andrew was a lot angrier at the situation. Andrew knew a lot less about the situation. I can at least read some Romanian. I was trying to make sense of it all. He was sitting there in pure frustration. Um, you, you know, I have to say, right, this is why I like Tristan more than Andrew. And you put on, on record, I, I like Tristan more than Andrew. I think he's more eloquent and more knowledgeable in certain things. It, it does seem to suggest that I think Tristan is a more stoic presentation. If you're actually looking at like what is the true traditional stoic kind of root of thought, I think Tristan embodies that way better than Andrew Tate. And furthermore, it does seem to suggest, I think this is an important thing when you're looking at to your friends, trying to find friends. You want to find people who are in the same boat as you, but also people who are not exactly the same as you, so that when you go overbound, they hold you back. And when you're slowing down, they will bring you forward. And that's how I find my closest friends. They're always there to keep me in within the mood in which I want to be in, ho holding me accountable. And that's such an important thing. That's women. No, I've never coerced anybody into doing any, anything they don't like. Do you accept and, them, as I said to Andrew, that some of the language, even in the things he tweets now, suggests that his idea of how women should be treated is that they effectively are a form of slave to a man. You know, Piers, I really like you. And I sometimes feel you, you fall for Andrew's little traps. And it's, it's really wonderful to watch because it's not the things he says. It's the way he says them. And the way he says them can get people very riled up. When I was sitting listening to your interview about women shouldn't work and be taken care of, et cetera, it actually shook, took me back about 12 or 13 years to an interview I saw, I can't remember, I think it was on ITV with the late Christopher Hitchens. You probably knew him. I did. I did not know Christopher Hitchens. Uh, he, I, was, I, was, I think he died way before I became relevant. But he was sitting there with this female journalist and he's saying, his exact words were, oh, I don't want Mrs. Hitchens to be coarsened in the labor market. Why would I want my women coarsened in the labor market? No, if she's with me, she can work if she wants, but she doesn't have to. Now, he was not labeled the world's biggest misogynist. He was actually hailed as an intellectual this time. I read all of his books. I used to be a, a, a big fan of his. But um, he said exactly the same thing Andrew said, exactly the same thing with different intonations and different tones. And you probably knew him. You didn't attack him back then for saying that, did you? But Andrew well, could get, get people riled up. Now, I think this is a very important point, And this is what I was trying to um, demonstrate in, in our previous analysis of Andrew Tate, is that what Andrew Tate does is not exactly outrageous. It's the way he's trying to present himself, which is outrageous. And that's what leads to all these problems. There's a difference between the content of what you say and the way you present it. And I think Andrew Tate, and Tristan is actually admitting to it here, Tristan is saying, well, Andrew Tate does play on those things to get more views, to get more influence, to try to get more power, to help him reach a further audience. Because if everyone was saying kind of basic facts, everyone would accept him, but then they wouldn't go viral on social media. If you're saying outrageous stuff, you would go viral on social media. So there is that element of social media management that Andrew Tate is using to get to take advantage of the situation and to take advantage of the people around him. So there is that element there, which I think Tristan Tate rightly points out. And I think it is something that we all have to bear in mind is there's a difference between the content and the way you present something. The threats we make to Would each other. Would you think a woman's places is... at home serving her man? Um, I No, no, no. I believe my woman's places at home serving her family. I serve my family. But she shouldn't go to work. We ser she wouldn't have to if, if she, she didn't want to. If, if, if I wanted her to and she wanted to and we agreed If you family, wanted her to. If we agreed as a family. What because, if you don't want her to but she does? Well, in the same way that if I was working a normal job and I got a promotion, that would, uh, that would mean that I move out of the city or we mm. move as a family. We'd sit there and discuss it as a family. I don't believe that there's one rule for every single family. I don't yeah, see... But Andrew, Andrew does. I don't see in the future my woman working, no, because I think I could take care of my woman. I could take care you, of my family. You wouldn't be... I don't think you'd be with a woman who wanted to work, right? I've been with women who worked. And how did that go? wonderfully i've had some absolutely wonderful relationships well, doesn't that prove the point that that's that this whole idea a woman has to stay at home and well, serve her man is actually a lot of cobbler. again i don't think serve her man was uh was something andrew specifically said i would well, he did. i mean that's why well, i read that whole tweet well andrew's not me and i'm not andrew what i would say is a woman serves her family. are you different in your
outlook. Oh, me and Andrew are very different. Me and Andrew are very different people. Rolling Stone. In a- no, I think that's a very interesting point because I'm currently... It, it's quite clear that Tristan and Andrew disagree on a few things. And that's why I like Tristan. He's a very different thinker. He has different approaches to things. I think here, he's in this response to Piers Morgan's questioning, he's showing introspection. He's showing reflection. He's showing how his views differ, but also shows and stands up for himself, which I think is a very good thing. Because here he's saying, well, instead of serving the man, you're serving the family. And he's trying to say in a position where, well, actually, both of the roles that we have in relationship to the family, the male and the woman, are actually the same. And, and, and Tristan Tate's presentation is way less misogynistic or this could be interpreted in a way less misogynistic way than what Andrew Tate just said. I'm not saying either one of them are or not misogynistic. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that he is presenting himself in a better form and in a better way which dialogue can be made. But I think then that really raises a question that I've talked about previously about, well, how much of the reason why people look at Andrew Tate instead of Tristan Tate is because Andrew Tate says the outrageous stuff and Tristan Tate says the normal stuff and then just gets overlooked. So if that's the case, then perhaps the reason for why people are blaming Andrew Tate is that they shouldn't really be blaming Andrew Tate, but rather the system in the world which makes people like Andrew Tate stand out over people like Tristan Tate. And that's perhaps a bigger question that we should be having here. The profile uh, said this oh, Rolling Stone. Their relationship dynamic is very odd. It's like Tristan is held captive by Andrew and believes or follows everything Andrew says or does. I don't believe or follow a lot of things that Andrew says or does. Um, you know, I get asked every single day to counter EJ Dickinson is this woman's name. I have to tell you some mm-hmm. horrible stories about the people who she's harassed and bothered this Rolling Stone woman. Um, the things Andrew says and does, I mean, I get asked- What don't you like about his views? Well, the, the major one, the major one, when people say, oh, Tristan, now that you've converted to Islam, I'm like, I haven't converted to Islam. Mm. Who says I converted to Islam? No, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I'm not converted to Islam. What do you think of his conversion? And I think that it's a, it's not my place to even comment on it. Now, some of the greatest religious discussions I've had have been with Andrew since his reversion, since him reading the Quran, most of it, of, of which he covered in, in prison. And we sit there and discuss these various ideas, but I believe that individual religious conviction is exactly that. It's individual. And I don't believe whether I'm his brother, whether I'm his son, mother, uncle, I have no place to tell him what his religious conviction should be, just as he has no business to tell me mine. Perspective, and this is why I love Tristan. It's like, well, I don't love him, but like, I think he's way better than Andrew in the sense that he presents himself in a way more more formal in a proper way, and also recognizes that religion is a bit different. People have, can have different ideas without really having to butt heads or hate each other. And that's a very important thing. Is, and I do think Tristan is indeed sad that Andrew's become a Muslim, but at the same time, he's not gonna complain about it just because it is indeed someone else's choice. Are you rivals? Um, yes, oh, absolutely. But in the best and most healthy way. I can't watch him train in the gym for an hour in the morning and then not train for an hour myself. I can't sit there drinking and relaxing and partying while he's on his laptop working. Do you have a fight? No, never. We never argued. You never physically fight. Well, we used to physically fight all the time. We're both professional athletes. So we used to beat each other up in the in the ring for who, sparring. Who would win? Oh, Andrew would win. Um, I was good. I was the European champion at my peak, but Andrew was built for Andrew's. Oh, you see my broken nose? It mm. leans this way. First time it was broken was by him and got weaker after that and had it broken twice subsequently in kickboxing matches. But yeah, we, we are rivals in the way that we inspire each other to work better and to be better, but not rivals in any way that his success would upset me or my success would upset him. You know, I think that's the best way for friendship and brotherhood. I have a lot of friends who... I have friendly competition with or my, my closest friend. We always have friendly competition, but we're never jealous of each other. I want him to succeed. He wants me to succeed. That's the only thing we care about. We work really, really hard together, but we do push each other forward. If he's reading three books a week, I cannot not read three books a week. We'll try to outdo each other all the time, but then that's purely to push us forward. And there's no jealousy, no anger there. If I can find a way which will help me, I'll do it. And if something will help him more than me, I'll happily give up that opportunity for him to try to achieve the best. And I think that's the type of friendship that you should build out of the people around you. And that's a very important thing to do. And it's really refreshing to see that relationship between Andrew and Tristan, because I think that's a very beautiful thing to have. In the November 2011 Facebook post, your father, Emery, wrote that the eternal problem of the alpha male was protecting his flock of women. He said, the times I struck a woman, brackets in passion, 
I never left a mark, no trace, hyper control, super control of a human animal. They love me still. Um, I've never heard that before in my yeah. life. I'm smiling, man, because I can, I can imagine his voice saying it. Um, you can. I can imagine his voice saying it. The only times I've struck a woman in brackets in passion. Have you ever struck a woman in passion, Pierce? No. You haven't? No. Not a little spank? Well, Not once. Let's, let's keep this above board. But... <laughs> I want to, Pierce, but I'm saying, like, I understand how you're trying to phrase this. No, I don't, I don't and understand. Again, my, my father is dead. And no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to phrase it in any way. I'm just curious what you think you meant by that. Um, no, I have to say, I think Pierce is really being disingenuous here. I mean, you're, you've not only gone and tried to do a hit piece on something. I, I don't think Pierce is doing a hit piece, but here he's trying to do a hit piece on his father, which is blatantly ridiculous. And, and, and people are going to misconstrue this by saying, oh, Tristan can imagine his father saying that. Therefore, he agrees with what the, the saying. That's not the case. I mean, you might have a good memory of your father and you could hear his voice. And no matter what it's being said, you're like, okay, I could hear my father's voice again. And that's, that's, that could be a very rewarding thing. And and, you know, I think there's a very, it's a real shame that Piers Morgan had to dig so low to try to find someone's father, what someone's father said, to try to influence him and say, oh, maybe you've been grown up in misogyny or whatever like that. And and I think Piers is also being disingenuous by not admitting or answering Tristan's question because um, Piers is asking um, Tristan, okay, what do you mean slapping and passion, whatever, spanking and passion, whatever was the language used? And then Tristan's saying, well, haven't you done that? And, and then Piers just dodges the question, which I think is a disingenuous thing to do, really. He says, but, but that, that's literally all men want. They split up way before I was old enough to understand marriage or sexual or male or female dynamics, by mm -hmm. the way. So I can't even comment on their marriage. What I can comment on is how they were as parents. And what I will say is, I don't look back on my childhood, raised in the council estate, uh, on state benefits, you know, I was free school lunches. I don't look back on that and think, oh, my mother was a terrible mother because we didn't have any money. Because I don't think it was my mother's job to, to, I guess, provide as much as my father was doing his best in the United States. But I will look back and say my mother was an absolutely wonderful mother. I had three square meals a day. Mm -hmm. Um, she knew how to manage her finances, didn't smoke, didn't go out with her friends, uh, made sure my clothes were always washed, knew how to mend things. She was a, she is. A how does she woman. feel about the fact that both her boys are in this series? You know, I think that's, I honestly think like, I mean, he, he describes upbringing and he's grateful for it. And I think that's a beautiful thing, you know? I mean, people grow up in all sorts of backgrounds. And, you know, one of the things which I look at Andrew Tate and the Tate brother situation, I'm like, you know, okay, I, I don't know what background or what, what actually they've done or whether it's guilty or not, but kudos to them hats off to them if you've grown up in a council estate hats off to you for being able to achieve get to where you are a lot of people who have started off with way more than them have, will end up with way less than them because of the lack of responsibility hats off to the Tate brothers i have to say for how far they've gone in life and that's something i i just have to say is something which i think partially hats off to the parents as well but also partially hats off to the dri drivenness of their own hearts and their own strength correct you because i think you're completely wrong about what me and andrew preach what me and Andrew preach is a message of masculine excellence. And when you are an excellent man, when you are strong, smart, sharp, all of the things that we tell young men to be, discipline, then you can find a wife and a woman and a life and a dynamic for wives, if you like, and live exactly how you want. Oh, sure. I don't tell, yeah, oh, and, you, and you can have a wife who's more successful. But you, you do you both, the judge or you do or both basically believe women should stay at home and not go to work. No, I, I believe that I want my woman at home with my family. Sure. And that's the way I wish to live. That's, However, also what you preach, you, but, that's also what you preach in your university, right? I mean, you, you, you think... I don't, I don't preach anything inside of any university. Right, well, okay. No, the, no, the university, sorry, if you're talking about the real world, the, the online educational platform, which has been attacked and slandered yeah. more than me. Keep in mind, I don't own it. It's been slandered and attacked and said that it teaches people how to abuse women. What kind of app would teach people how to abuse women? It's insane. It teaches web design, e-commerce, copywriting, cryptocurrency trading, mm. basic methods of wealth creation, and that's it. It actually has nothing to do with teaching anyone anything about women. Well, to the point that women are members. The war, Lots well, of members. What about the war room? Well, the war you know, I have to say, and this is a point where I think um, Tristan Tate does very well here. It's like, he has a certain way to view, and, and Piers Morgan is interrupting him now more than previously, because I think Piers Morgan is now getting more uncomfortable with the fact that Tristan Tate's actually doing a very good job in answering the question. Tristan Tate's only saying, well, I believe that my life should be like that, that in my consenting relationship with another consenting adult, that that is the way things should go. And 
that what he says and that's what he preaches and that's a good thing, right? So you're thinking about that situation in the context and in a relationship to the different ideas and the different presentations that he has. Well, he's presenting himself in a very good way here. And Piers Morgan's, of course, um, might be feeling a bit uncomfortable or a bit challenged by that. But I mean, to each their own. And I think um, Tristan Tate and, and this entire idea of toxic masculinity really depends on where you stand, right? If you're saying, well, okay, he's saying there's one mode of relationships which must apply to everyone, then well, of course, there's going to be people in which that mode doesn't apply to you. But that suits you. That's fine, right? It doesn't really matter. Just make sure that you're happy in the relationship in relation to the person who's also happy in the relationship. That's a good thing. And, and what makes Tristan happy is going to be different. What makes me happy and, and different people. So he, he, him focusing on that individualistic element is a very important and a very helpful way to look at it. People can take that or leave it. This is Twitter. That's a public but It doesn't make it not misogyny. Well, and you guys, and here's where your massive reach and influence becomes problematic to me. Because I see on the streets, when I walk around in London in particular, the number of kids who come up to me all starry-eyed about the Tate brothers, right? Mm. And they're like, you know, top G and blah, 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 blah. But they're being conditioned to think by the constant rhetoric, mainly from Andrew, but I don't think you're particularly that different in your worldview of how women's place in the world should be, that they're led to believe that if, you know, if a woman wants to go to work, there's something wrong with that. And we're in a very different place now than where we were in the 50s. You know, a lot of women love going to work, love yes. their jobs, they're successful. Often they may be the main breadwinner in the family, right? The whole Maybe. dynamic has changed. There's no suggestion that there's a repeated pattern of women that go to work, they have unhappy marriages or lives or unhappy children. No, but I believe society's gotten much worse in the last 30, 40 years. Be because I, of yeah. women going to work? No, not because of uh, women going to work, because of men losing the agency to discipline the children in the household and to be seen as the figurehead. Now, that's my personal opinion, and if you find it misogynistic, that's completely fine. But I will say that... On places like Twitter, what I won't do is get any young man personally or speak with young men personally in a personal conversation and say, hey, you need a woman who you can control and can't go to work. And so that is absolutely not what we do. I think Ricky Gervais made a very interesting point about putting something on Twitter and people taking it personally like it's written for them. Mm. It's not written for them. Andrew can live the way he wants to live. And let me tell you, me and Andrew live in very different ways in regards to the, the way we see relationships, et cetera, because we are both very different people. But he can live the way he wants to live because, one, him and his girlfriend are both consenting adults, and that's their prerogative. Two, he's achieved a level of success and ma masculine excellence where he has the choice of picking which type of women he wants to date. I like different types of women. You've achieved masculine excellence yourself, Piers, and you, I'm sure, have a very happy relationship with whichever woman is in your life. Yeah, but I, I actually, I do believe masculinity is important. Right. I don't like the way it's always constantly reframed as toxic. Right, we agree. But I, but I do think that the constant stream of misogynist statements, but I'm talking mainly about Andrew, but the constant... Yeah, and here, and here you notice is that Piers Morgan has lost all arguments against Tristan Tate. He's just saying, oh, okay, your brother does this, your brother does that. And Tristan's like, so, well, well, I'm not my brother, mate, come on. And 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 and, he's, and that's a very important thing. And I think his quote from Ricky Gervais is very true. It's like sometimes just posting stuff on the internet for the sake of I post stuff on my Instagram story for no for no reason at all. I just post it because it's fun. That that's basically why I do it, right? So there are Instagrams. There's good reason to what Tristan Tate is saying. And you know, I think this smile on his face just shows everything you need to know about this entire interview. And and the reality is, is that you know what I think Tristan Tate has done a very good job in relation to what Andrew Tate appears uh, Morgan accuses him of, and. You know, I think uh, Piers Morgan's arguments against him has honestly been very lackluster. I think Tristan Tate has done very, very well because, I mean, clearly, and uh, Piers Morgan has nothing worse or no more criticism to say of Tristan Tate. I'm not even sure he's aware of how they come over. That's, and that was clear from our interview. Yeah, well, again, people could take what, what's put on Twitter and they can either apply it to their lives or not. They can take it personally or not. I don't know how many followers Andrew has on Twitter. Millions. Millions, millions point two million. He's not writing it aimed at women or aimed at men or aimed at anyone. Well, he is. He, well, he's voicing his he own is. opinions about how he lives his yeah, life. Yeah, but to a massive audience. To a massive audience. Yeah, to and a massive you, audience, And then yes. you guys do your YouTube stuff and that has a massive audience. We're on Rumble, not YouTube. YouTube uh, right, I'm sorry, you're, you're banned from YouTube, right? But you're, you're on Rumble, you're banned from some platforms, you're allowed, on, you're allowed back on Twitter and yeah, so on. Indeed. Um, you know, it's a, look, I just think it's 
for me, when I look at all the rhetoric, the stuff that I find <coughs> most problematic, to use the phrase of the, the buzz phrase of our era, Absolutely. is simply where I feel like if it strays into that misogyny, I think you let yourselves down. But you have, you have a good message in many ways. You know, a lot of the stuff, notwithstanding the serious charges you're facing, and we'll have to see how that all plays out. And maybe you both are very different people to the ones you're claiming to be. We'll find out, right? But in terms of your general rhetoric, I find that constant running underpinning theme of misogyny and about where a woman's place should be, that is the problem in terms of the influence on young men. They well, shouldn't all be walking around thinking that a woman's place is only in the home serving their men. Well, no. And that somehow their only thought process each day, women, should be, how do I please my man? Not, can I get a fulfilling job or any of those things? But but no, don't... you stay at home, self-improvement, make yourself look good, obey his instructions, all that kind of but stuff. But Andrew talking about the way that he wants his relationship no, to work. He's entitled, it's not, it's not, it's he's not entitled to what it does. No, no. Advocating and forcing the whole me, world well, to see yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah, but that's the delusion. Because, well, no, because no, you, you, can, think... you can say he only... It appears more than just interrupting Tristan right here. Also, himself, so. right? And, by what, the way, he's allowed any relationship he wants. But when you pretend that when he says those things, they're not amplified to literally tens of millions of right, but, but here's why you're young wrong. men, but here's why you're wrong. then you know that's not no, true. Well, here's why you're wrong, because you assume that Andrew Tate, for some reason, in this conversation, is the only influencer in the world and the only people uh, not person people listen to. Because he's not at all. Not the internet. Like, I'm like, tell you, he's like, one of the most influential. Yeah, no, he absolutely is. And that's great. And, that's, and the part of, that's the part of his influence that I think is a potentially malicious. Right, and it's wonderful and good. And you don't have to like it. But let me tell you, every force has an equal and opposite force somewhere else. Mm. So on, on X, uh, Elon has now mm. legalized free speech on that platform. So there are differing opinions on every single um, on every single aspect of life, including how you want to date women, what kind of music you should listen to, what kind of cars are good, what sure. kind of, whatever it is. So for every Andrew Tate out there, there's some feminist OnlyFans model who lives in Florida who makes rap music who's saying that men are nothing and men sure. are shit. So the people who are listening to Andrew Tate aren't listening to Andrew Tate. They're listening to the internet as a whole. And I believe Andrew's message is one, overwhelmingly positive, absolutely overwhelmingly positive. And I believe he's a very important mark on that spectrum of opinions that exist out there because when you delete Andrew Tate, the mean average of people will drift down this toilet of degeneracy and become less like Andrew Tate. He's a professional athlete with a with a completely clean criminal record, by the way, um, who's massively financially successful, who's kind, who's generous. He runs his own charity. He's the best brother. He's the best father. He's the best uncle. He's an absolutely wonderful man. And I would love to see more men become like him. So I like his opinions. and I like the fact that he's out there. You know what? Brilliant summary for this interview. And I think, you know what, Tristan Tate is the brother that most people would want to have, you know, Hats off to you if you have a brother like Tristan. To defend your brother like that, it's a brilliant way to do it. I think Tristan here has stood up brilliantly for himself. I think this interview demonstrates to the world that Tristan Tate is, a, is just as wonderful, if not even more wonderful than Andrew Tate in this interview with Piers Morgan, and also has stood up for himself wonderfully and shown to the world that he is a reputable force, but also has shown that he's a wonderful brother and how brotherhood should really be like. I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe, and let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Do you agree, disagree, or whatever? Let me know there, and I'll see you soon.